You're listening to the Conversations with Kids Peace podcast. Advice, information, and inspiration from experts at the leading provider of mental and behavioral health services for children, adults, and those who love them. Now, here's your host. Hello and welcome to the Conversations with Kids Peace podcast. I'm Bob Martin. For the first time in more than a decade, there's a new person in the top leadership position at Kids Peace. Michael W. Slack was named interim president and chief executive officer of the organization by its board of directors upon the retirement of William Eisman. Mr. Slack has been with Kids Peace since 2001. Most recently, he held the post of chief operating officer. We're very pleased to have him with us on the podcast. Mike Slack, welcome and congratulations. Well, thank you. Pleasure so, to be here. So tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, the early days, where'd you grow up, that sort of thing. So um, I moved around quite a bit as a child. My father uh, had a career at DuPont, and so pretty much every time he got a promotion, we moved. I was born in uh, Kinston, North Carolina, and uh, moved a couple times in North Carolina, lived in Richmond, Virginia, um, lived overseas in Germany for um, a short period of time. And then in high school, I came to um, the Westchester, Pennsylvania, Chester County area. Um, And then after Getting through college, I relocated to the Lehigh Valley when I took the position with Kids Peace. Now, what prompted you to take a career in healthcare uh, when when that time came? Yeah, so it's an interesting question, and a part of it I think demonstrates the uh, influence that certain teachers can have over your life. So, in high school, I had a biology teacher um, who I absolutely loved, and he he just made learning fun. He made the classroom fun. And so because of that, I had a natural affiliation to science and biology. But at the same time, I didn't have the desire to become a doctor. And I didn't really envision myself in a career in a laboratory or something like that. Like a researcher or something like that. So I actually went to undergrad at the University of Delaware and majored in business, but I minored in biology, thinking that at some, in some level, I would want to be in, in the helping services and in healthcare in some aspect. And so after my undergrad, I went and got my uh, MBA at Temple University in uh, healthcare administration and ended up going into the long-term care side of healthcare. Um, so I, I really attribute my biology teachers to why I ended up in this healthcare field. It's so funny because I hear so many people talk about that. Oh, I had this wonderful teacher, and I have to make an admission: I honestly don't remember most <laughs> of the people I, I was most of my teachers in high school. I remember people who were my coaches, right? But I don't know why, because to your point, there's always a, a great teacher who makes you think about, oh, this is what I could do, or this is what my talents are. So that, that's a great, um, I think, uh, a, te- a testament to the Yeah, and the it teachers. really is, and I think you're right. I don't remember most of my teachers in high school, but I remember him, and I, and I think that, uh, you know, you're right. A coach is a teacher in a lot of ways, and so people that have that t- type of impact and influence, you remember, and the rest of them, maybe not so much. They, they did a great job. Yes. I, I want to make that clear. <laughs> right. Sure. Um, you've been with Kids Peace almost 20 years now. What is it that appealed to you about this organization when you were deciding to, uh, as you say, relocate into the Lehigh Valley and, and come work here? Yeah, so I, as I mentioned, um, I kind of started out and ended up in the uh, elder care side of healthcare initially um, and worked in that field for almost 10 years. 
but was kind of looking for a change. I, I wanted to, to make a change from the organization I was at. I wanted to remain in healthcare. I did have a strong affiliation for that, but I was looking for a new aspect of healthcare. And it, and it so happened I came across the uh, Kids Peace Director of Business Development job, and I came up and interviewed. And I will tell you that um, a couple things made an impact on me and right, right off the bat. One is the beauty of our Orchard Hills campus. I, my interview at that time was on the campus in our Inventor Center, which is where we used to have our headquarters offices. And um, just driving in, the serenity of that location was just very appealing to me. Um, and then I think as I had the opportunity to take tours and listen to, and learn more about what Kids Peace was doing, you know, the, it really was the people, I think, that I was able to talk to, to, to meet. You could, you could see very clearly and feel very clearly the passion they had for our mission, what we did, and therefore it made me want to learn more and understand more, and I too grew an affiliation to, to our work. Um, in, in fairness to uh, to disclosure, um, I actually came to work. You know, uh, you interviewed me, right. and now I understand why you insisted that when we were done, you insisted on in telling me, "Oh, you should drive through the campus. You right. should see it." And I had the exact same uh, situation. So let me just put you on the spot. Let's say you're you're going to give the elevator speech to someone who's thinking about coming to work at Kids Peace. They've got you know thirty seconds, forty five seconds to talk to you about it. What do you tell them? How do you get them to think about making? Uh, making a career here like you did? Well, I, I tell them that it's really an opportunity to make a difference. So if they have a connection to our mission, the work that we do, they will not find any other organization that lives out its mission as well as Kids Peace. And so, you know, really a lot of it is about the, the fit. So our mission may not appeal to everyone, but I think... Um, it's a tremendous mission. We do live it. And I think if it is a match for their core values and what they want to do with their life, uh, they will find that it's a great environment to live that out in their work here at Kids Peace. So they, they truly can make a difference. And, we, and we're using that slogan in our recruitment efforts. I think it's a, it's a home run because um, they really can make a difference. There's a lot of things that people can do and choose to do with their lives, their careers, and their careers are a big part of their lives and what they give. And And I think that if they decide that Kids Peace is the place to do that, they will be very satisfied in that choice. And they'll be able to have a lot of different opportunities because Kids Peace provides so many different services, so many different levels of care is constantly evolving. They're going to have a lot of choices to grow in their career, to find new ways to, to give back to their communities and, and make a difference. Okay. That's, that's, that, that would be a very interesting elevator ride. So thank you for that. <laughs> Probably too long. We better be going to the high, <laughs> better be going to the go, high go, floor. Going up to the high floors there. Right. Let's take a look ahead. Um, in your position now, what do you see as the major challenges that are facing the field of mental and behavioral health care? Uh, especially to the providers? Yeah, I think um, first and foremost, and it fits with your previous question, um, the workforce is an absolute um, huge challenge for not only kids' piece, but for our business, and I think in general, many businesses. I mean, finding the people who want to make a difference, who really um, fit in with our mission, are connected to it, 
is really a key and it's a challenge, it's an opportunity, because if we do it well, we get those people and they're committed for, for many, many years. But it is difficult to find those people and there's quite frankly less and less people coming out of school that have aspired to a career in mental health or behavioral health. That being said, there are people I think like me who I didn't go to school to work in mental health. That wasn't what dri drove me. There are many people that do, and, and we like to find them, and they hopefully find us. But I think there are other people that may start their careers in different areas or um, may just have a skill set that is a good fit for their work. We just need to show them how, that, how they do fit in with that. So I think you know, that challenge of developing a workforce that can help the, us meet the need because the need for our services is tremendous. We've got to find the right people to deliver on that. And we've talked a number of times about the evolution of um, the the need and where the clients are in terms of their you know situation and and that there's there is a, a concern, isn't there, about um, the level of what we call the acuity, the the severity of the the um, the conditions that they're facing, and we're having to deal with that in all, all in all of our services, right? Absolutely, and I think that's why it takes a special person. I mean, I will tell you that I am I am not a person that would probably do very well in direct care. Uh, um, I don't have the skill set that an associate, a kids piece associate needs to have to be successful there. Um, but what, what I love about my job is I know that I have a role in helping those people deliver on our mission to help these people. So I at least, although I recognize I may not have that skill, I have the opportunity to help those that do and help them continue to, to do the good work and evolve in that. So um, yeah, I think that's uh, it's an important thing, and it's an important way that we kind of overcome the challenges. I will say there are a couple other challenges to our business. I think uh, outcomes is a big, huge challenge for us. We do tremendous work. It's very difficult for us to understand the lasting impact of our work. Because of privacy laws, um, you know, we don't get to keep track of people that leave us to be able to see how they're doing later in life and feed that information back to our referral sources, to our staff. You know, people like to know that they had an impact. And so when you treat somebody, they leave, and you don't really know where that uh, lasting impact mm -hmm. landed. I think it's, that that makes it more challenging for us, and it's also hard to, to tell determine um, quickly what strategies or what approaches, what therapeutic aspects might be working better or might have a certain you know immediate uh, positive impact on a condition. If you're not able to then track back and say, well, when we did this ther therapy with this person, we had right. a good outcome. So you equate that to the physical health side. You know, if you come in and my leg hurts and we treat your leg and you walk out and it doesn't hurt, you kind of immediately know that you've fixed that. Well, mental health is not something that you treat and fix and go away. Go right. away. In many cases, it's a lifelong uh, disability. It's a lifelong issue that people will have to manage. We're teaching them how to manage it and still have a a successful life, that's hard to measure over time and it's hard for us to get the feedback. So I think that's a challenge with the mental health field that um, 
that limits us. I think it limits us in attracting funding because people like to give funding to things they know worked and were quickly were quick fixes. Um, so I think it's it's a challenge. It's also an opportunity and something that that Kids Peace will continue to work at um, getting better at. Are there any particular strategies or ideas that that you've come across about how to how to meet those challenges? For example, how to how to get better outcomes? Yeah, I think um, so. Part of it is investments that KidsPeace is making now and will make in the future in technology and in partnerships with our payers. So um, we know that in many cases, our payers have a much longer period of time of data on how our clients are doing because they may leave us access other services that we're not privy to, but if the payer is still connected to them, they're still paying for those services, they have some of that information. Those partnerships have been slow to develop um, where we have that data exchange. And you know, you've heard a lot about that in the Affordable Care Act and trying to create mechanisms where providers share information across uh, a broader spectrum of care and time. Um, so I think that's evolving and it's something that KidsPeace will be involved with. Just the sheer nature of our electronic health record implementation, which we're undergoing now across the organization, knock on wood, that's going to get concluded by the end of this year. Um, we'll have much greater timely access to data and information that can be shared with others, but um, can also be used by us to help improve our outcomes. Um, so that's a, a big thing, I think, and we're that working on. That's, I think, part of the answer to my next question is, you know, as, as a leader in the field, how do you see this field of mental health changing, say, in the next decade? Um, yeah, so I, th I think uh, the, the tracking of outcomes, the sharing of data um, will, will grow, and I, I'm hopeful it will. It hasn't moved, I think, quite as quickly as anyone would like, but I think there is momentum behind doing that. And really, in that regard, what I'm talking about is really looking at the importance of mental health in the overall health of individuals. Because what we know is that um, most of the dollars spent in healthcare are spent on individuals who suffer from both mental health and physical health issues. They contribute to one another. Uh, and not in a positive way. Right. So I think you're going to see organizations like Kids Peace partner with our physical health counterparts to really start to manage those at-risk clients, share information, and work in tandem with the physical health and the mental health components. And I think Kids Peace has a large role in the future of helping you know, the health networks that we are sharing communities with um, to help them manage the mental health piece so that they can control health care spending in general for these at-risk groups. So I, I, look, I look forward to that. I think technology in general, uh, you know, it impacts most every business that we, um, that we deal with right. in life. I think uh, mental health and behavioral health providers won't be immune to that. I think in some ways we're, we're slow to the game, predominantly because of the economics of it. Generally, investing in technology is very expensive, and most mental health providers don't have the access 
to funds to make those investments. But I and, and the and the the mental health the the providing of services is is I guess seen it's much more of a human on human type of thing. So it's not like another business where it's like, well, it's really exchanging the data and that's how you're going to do it. You're really talking about a, a human being needs to intersect with that other human being who's in need right. to get an idea of what's going on. And, and I think that human part is important. And I think the question is, as we talk about a shrinking labor pool, how do you best leverage the skills that a human b- being brings? So there are technologies that can help you track some of the more rote responsibilities that we have in monitoring our clients, ensuring their safety. There are things like that that we could use technology to enhance so that the people can work on the relationships, can work on the treatment. Um, And so I don't pretend to know exactly how that evolved, and I'm not suggesting we're going to have robots running around uh, Kids (laughs) Peace, but I think that, that, that we will see that evolve over time. And um, and we'll make more investments in that area. And it, it's almost that the organization having a, a commitment and really a, a part of their DNA about evolving is what's important. Not necessarily that you know, you, you look in a crystal ball and say, I know in five years we're going to need X. It's more of things are going to change. We have to be the organization that evolves. Absolutely. And I think that that's a core in any business. And I think it's, it's one that, you know, Kids Peace should be proud of. Um, that we are continuing to, to evolve. The kids' piece that we have today is not the kids' piece that I came to uh, 19, 18 years ago. Um, some people may want us to go back in time. There's certain aspects of what we did years ago that we want to preserve, and in some cases maybe we can't preserve because our clients change, the setting that we treat them in changes. But I think we adapt to that. Um, we take advantage of the opportunities that are put before us with the focus on our mission. And our mission, you know, to give hope, help, and healing to children, adults, and those who love them is certainly one that can evolve over time, but it's still meaningful over time. Right. And so I think that's our core. That's a, the DNA. Right. right. Before we let you go, I've got to ask you this. Um, I understand you, you have a great love for music. So, you know, what do you like to listen to? How, how does that, how did that come about and, and what, what do you do with that? Yes. <laughs> so uh, I do have a love for music and, and um, I've always had an appreciation for musicians. Um, I tried to be one when I was a kid and quickly learned that I didn't either have the patience or the talent <laughs> to, to uh, play anything that anybody wanted to listen to. But, you know, I think um, people... Um, you know, you talk about your senses. Some people are foodies, and they really can taste every flavor in a meal. And you know, that's not me. I I <laughs> gobble down whatever's in front of me. But when I think about my life and the experiences I've had and the people that I've experienced those experiences with, in my mind, it's generally connected to music. You know, I can hear a song, and it'll take me back to sixth grade and maybe something I shouldn't have been doing or something that I should have and was good or bad. So it's good and bad experiences, but music is kind of how I connect to them, whether it's the lyrics or the feeling from the music. So I like all types of different music. Uh, I listen to all types of different music. For those 
who are seeing this that live in the Lehigh Valley. I listen to WXPN radio. I love that station because it's so varied. Yes. Um, yes. And so I, you know, bands I like. I like. I loved Pink Floyd growing up. Um, I wasn't really a heavy metal guy, but you know what? I've grown to like some heavy metal music. <laughs> I've been to a couple of Ozzy Osbourne concerts, and and I, I like I like his music. I like U2, Rush. So I really do have an appreciation for all types of music. And you know, I've started to work that into some of our senior leadership right. meetings. And I I start start meetings off trying to find a song that connects to something that we're going to talk to. At least in my mind, maybe not everybody would appreciate it the same way, but. Um, you know, my feeling is work's important and we have serious work, but we need to have a little bit of fun too. And if I can bring a little music to make that be a little bit more fun, then that's, that's my role. Awesome. Well, as you know, we ask each of our guests to provide, to end up by providing a life hack. Now to explain again, a life hack, we're talking about things. A lot of folks say it's, it's, a, it's a piece of advice that they were given or a saying they lived on. Some of them say it's a tip to do something better, you know, how to cook a certain thing a different way, that sort of thing. So, um, and, and maybe it's just that thing that sort of, when you have a bad day, it gets you through it. So, Mike, what's your life hack? So I'm going to give you two. Um, and, uh, well, so the first, I think, is really the core to what I talked about with our mission, which is uh, uh, only a life lived for others is a life lived worthwhile. Um, and, and I think that's very true in, in all, all aspects of life. Um, the other one that I would share is one that I have spent a lot of time talking to my kids about, which is fortune favors the brave. Um, and I think that's important for people as well as organizations. Um, and, and when I say brave, it's, it, you know, brave can be a lot of different things as well as fortune. I'm not necessarily saying if you want to make a lot of money, you have to be brave. But if you want to evolve, you talked about the desire for organizations and for people to continually evolve. I think that's extremely important. And that doesn't happen without some level of bravery. You know, you have to put yourself out there. You have to be willing to take risks. And I'm not suggesting that I or Kids Peace take large risks, but we need to take smart risks and keep improving. And that means that we may fail. Um, failure is a part of life, um, and, it, and it's a healthy part of life if we learn from it, and it's not such a failure that it has too traumatic an impact. But I really believe fortune favors the brave is an important thing for me in my life, something I want my kids to embrace. So that's my life hack. Nice. Well done. Michael Slack is interim president and CEO of Kids Peace. Mike, thank you for joining us today. We would love to have you back to talk more uh, in another time, if you're willing to do that. I would absolutely love it, and I appreciate the opportunity. All righty. Just a quick note, folks. We love hearing from you, too. If you have, not from you to the band, but you (laughs) out there. uh, If you have a comment or question or an idea for a future podcast, just go to our website and click on the Contact Us tab at the top of the page and let us know your thoughts. Uh, Also, if you like what you hear here, we would like to say that your friends may likely like it as well. So be sure to tell them to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. You can see us, of course, on YouTube, or you can do so at the Kids Peace website. The Conversations with Kids Peace podcast is produced by Robbie Allred. 
I'm Bob Martin. Thanks for joining us. We look forward to having you join us again for more Conversations with Kids Peace. Take care. If you have comments, questions, or suggestions about our Conversations podcast, we'd love to hear from you. Go to www.kidspeace.org to learn more about the series and share your thoughts.